0: Um, so, let's move on. From
1: that, the
0: Scots, the Scots are used to defeat. Anyway, You're not so. moving on, are you? You're no, this,
1: do you know what I mean? at yeah. yeah. it's like it's like the World Cup. They've not been in the World Cup for like 22 years, so I'm sure they can wait another year for Raw. The music that I put at the opening of the show, but you don't know what it is yet.
0: Well, it's kind of hard for me to appreciate that at the moment. Dave, Dave, I sent you the video yesterday. Dave and Alex at Glastow. What a song. You know oh it's God. opening
1: the show. What a
0: crap Why? 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 It's a song. It's just people. I feel a look for X AJ, man mistake for the pen like J.J. You say I ain't your drink drinker, but I got love for brandy like Ray J. Champagne popper, 44 chopper in a black night. Bopper, uh, uh, army stopper, popper, uh, uh, MC dropper,
1: 45. White, <laughs> white leave you in the states like that. A.J. from the look look X Santan. Man's got style and a rhythm like Gangnam. Two young brothers trying to eat off of music. But we used to eat off of pens in the sandbags. Now we get money, music money. Money that could put a girlfriend in a handbag. White tea, Balenciaga's man bag. Left with go with a long stick like a granddad, AJ. This is and I'm all after the lizzie. Alex! Let's
0: fucking go, Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening to us, thank you very much for tuning in. My name's Dan, I'm joined today by the scourge of the Canary Islands. The man's so shit they named him once. Dan, how are you? How was your holiday? I am good, Danny. I'm glad to be back, raring to go. Um
1: got a lot to say i've been obviously i've been away with my little girl but i've been staying in tune to wrestling on twitter um i watched stomping grounds well for about an hour of it that was an absolute piece of shit even though everyone loved it but yeah i didn't enjoy that show but from what i've watched the last few days since i got back on the early hours of sunday morning i've watched fighter fest which i think we're reviewing so fighter fest i've watched i've watched a little bit of OTT. I watched Raw, which was pretty good. Um, I watched SmackDown, which was fucking abysmal. But, yeah, Danny, I'm glad to be back. I'm refreshed. I've had my break. I've had my break. Ready for the G1, more importantly. Ready for the G1, which starts on Saturday. Uh, Just want to say thanks to Joe for filling in for me while I was away. I hope, Joe, you're gonna do some more shows with us because as I was sat on my sun lounge and listening to you and Danny, I thoroughly enjoyed those shows that you two
0: did. I had a few laughs while I was led on that sunbed. No, thank you. I think you put a tweet out at, at some point saying it wasn't it was good to hear like reasonable discussion or something like that. And next next week you'll be back to make an unreasonable discussion. Which <laughs> Which I actually I actually quite appreciated. Um yeah, big thanks to Joe, he's one of the uh one of my closest friends, and um it was great to have him on. Hopefully he'll do, be doing a lot more with us in the future. Um so we're gonna dive straight in then. Um we've heard this morning that Roman Reigns has made comments to the sports the newspaper, um, stroke website about AEW. He's basically said, um, competition, there's no competition. Um we you know WWE know exactly what we're doing. We have the best talent in the world, and there's no comparing. Um, he said it is another option, sure. Another option, and another place to get a check. I've never, I'm never against optimism, but I think you have to be, you have, I think you have foolish thoughts if you really think there's a comparison or actual competition, just an option, which isn't a bad thing. So just right off the top, I know you haven't heard these. This is all pretty new. What's your thoughts on these comments?
1: Uh, I, you know, to be honest with you, obviously, like, I've been reading the Seth, what Seth Rollins was saying. It's like WWE, although I love to bury them, I, I, they're not going to come out and say, yeah, AEW, they're a big competition for us. Do you know what I mean? Because then that puts in the mind of people like us, people in the general public, that, yeah, EWR competition. So they're going to present the opinion, present the idea that they are the number one and there is no competition. Do you know what I mean? That is what they're going to do. It's just how WWE are always going to act. Obviously, that's that's not Roman Reigns speaking to me. That's I'm getting I. Assume they've had a meeting with the top WWE stars. It's no coincidence Seth Rollins has come out and said stuff like this, doing interviews like this. WWE aren't really known their wrestlers to do interviews like this, and um, so I think the big stars are just coming out and reinforcing the notion that WWE are the number one sports entertainment. I won't call them wrestling because they're not wrestling. Sports entertainment whatever they're the biggest sports entertainment company in the world, and they are reassuring all their fans all their i don't know people who have stocks in them whatever that they are the number one
0: so yeah, totally agree with you just um it, it's fine for them to say this I don't think it cause any outrage or emotion. it is basically a company employee backing a company and doing it in a pro- professional manner to, in a professional manner, so yes, not a problem at all with this um, you were away over the course of the last week and you've probably missed newsworthy, well, probably one of the, the biggest weeks of the years, maybe mainly in Wrestle Kingdom aside. Um, so, this is on the back of that and it doesn't really, it, it sits with the more professional image WWE wants, wants to create where they're not concerning themselves with AEW. Um, and they're trying to make, they are making out their they're a second, very much a second option, which at the moment they are. So, yeah, we, um, did you manage to catch much live wrestling while you were over there or did you, um, did you catch up with them when you got home?
1: Just to go back to that, can I just finish by saying, although like, yeah. I can understand what he's saying, he's fucking wrong. Do you know what I mean? But I, obviously that's why they're doing it. Let's face it. AWR competition, that's why you've seen these moves that Vince had made. Vince is is portraying to the public that he's not worried that they're not competition, but behind closed doors and with the actions that he take, he has shown he is worried. Bischoff in, Bischoff? Bischoff in, Heyman in, he's clearly worried. So, yeah. Um, uh, you point about the live wrestling, eh... Uh, So, obviously, Danny, I'm I'm on a holiday with my little girl. I didn't really want to try and watch too much wrestling. It's pretty hard to, to be honest. Anyway, I have 30 gigabytes on my phone, yep, of data. 30 gigabytes, the Wi-Fi. They were charging 40 quid for Wi-Fi for the week in the hotel, so I thought, I'm not paying for that. So, I thought, yeah, I know, I know. Um, But I I think it was 40 quid, actually, maybe for two weeks. I don't know, but it was only there for 10 days. But I thought, I'm not paying for that because we'd spoke to other guests who said, oh, it only works at certain times. And I thought, just, uh, do you know what I mean? A yeah. girl, she loves watching YouTube. Um, so that used up a lot of data. So I thought, right, I'll, I'll watch Stomping Ground. So I uh, wandered off to a bar um, early on the Monday morning. I sat going and watched Stomping Grounds. I'm in a good mood. I've had a break from wrestling. Thought oh, you, know you what?
0: stupid fool. You, are, you stupid, stupid fool. <laughs> Go on.
1: So I'm sat in this bar, I got myself a nice cappuccino, I'm looking out, it was like nice and sunny outside, I was in a great mood, Danny, put this WWE show on, and I thought, right, I'm going to give these fuckers a chance, you know what I mean, a lot of negativity, I'm not in the zone, so to speak, so I'm sat in this cafe watching it, and I watched the opening match, Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans, it was fucking awful, I thought, oh, this is terrible, what am I doing here, so, and then I watched the second match, and I'm like, it just puts me off when I'm watching a pretty average match and the crowd are chanting, this is awesome. And I just think, listen, I've had a coffee. I'm very happy at the moment and it's not awesome. But yeah, so I watched Stomping Grounds and I thought, you know what, I'm not going to watch any more wrestling while I'm here. Um, obviously, Fight Fest was on the Saturday night. Um, Fight Fest was on the Saturday night. We were going home on the Sunday. Um, we actually flew back, Danny, at like 7 o'clock. Um in the, the time, unbelievably, although it's near Africa, is the same actual time. There's no, you know what I mean, time difference. Uh, yeah. So we flew back about, we flew at nine. So we left our hotel at half past six. So we basically had a full day. Do you know what I mean? So I thought, I'm not going to spend it by sneaking off. want well, not sneaking off, but leaving and watching Fighter Fest. I thought, I'll have a day around the pill with her. So I watched Fyter Fest. Uh, Monday, I ditched my first day, half of my first day back at work to watch Fighter Fest. Um, I watched Raw at night, and I watched a bit of OTT last night. So, yeah, only stomping, long answer to your question, only stomping grounds. That was the only pay-per-view I watched while I was in
0: Forte Ventura. No worries. I bet your, well, bet your holiday colleagues got, uh, or the people you spent the holiday with got a, an earful when you got back from watching stomping grounds. Anyway. Um, well,
1: Danny, when I got back, I was more, listen to this, I was sat on some seating, so I, I, I left at this, uh the place I was having a coffee in because sorry I, people don't care but whatever and um, so I left I thought that the guy right so I'm at this coffee shop down here right where like it's a breakfast place do you know what I mean yeah and so over there every place we've had breakfast or coffees you order what you want yeah and then at the end they come back and make you pay yeah yes so this place that I was watching, he was doing that with other people. I ordered my coffee and the guy just looked at me like I was like up to no good. So I, I ordered my cappuccino and he came up here was like three euros. And then me pay for it there and then. I thought, you cheeky bastard. So uh, I moved on to I thought i find a nice hotel, so I seen a Barcello. I thought oh, nice in that I've stayed there before actually. Loads of cities. So I sit there watching it in there and then. Um, so I was that annoyed. I watched the show in about an hour and 20 minutes. And I was that annoyed. But what a ter- the Seth Rollins, that was an awful main event. So I thought, right, sod this. I'm off. I'm off. So I start walking back to my other hotel. And I thought, shit, I've left me. F- I had 15 euros in my pocket. I've left that. And I'd left my anchor battery pack in the hotel. On the seats like an idiot. So I had to walk back to the hotel. And there's this couple They said it was like, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, African couple. I don't know. Anyway, they they kept looking at me and I thought, these bastards have stolen my money here. They they kept looking at me. So I messaged Neil and I was like, Neil, I said, there's some fuckers who stole my money here. Right. And I felt terrible. They came up to me and he was like, hi, did you leave some money? We've handed it into reception. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I queued up to reception. Reception were up for giving it me. Reception weren't up for giving it me. They was like, um, uh, no, they were just trying to brush me off. But luckily, I found the guy and I got my 15 year olds back. So, yeah, that's a quick story of my experience of stomping grounds.
0: But, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, starting on for for Fighter Fest, um, we started with the pre show, which I've got to be honest, everyone hated. I wasn't totally against. Um, I didn't like the Ali versus Lever Bates match. to be honest, but I don't think it was particularly awful either um, The Best Friends defeated SoCal Uncensored and Private Party, who actually put on a hell of a performance uh, I mean, all teams did, but Private Party actually stood out in that match, and that was for the first round by in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament um, and then the Ma- Michael Nakazawa versus Alex Jabele match, I thought was very entertaining um, it certainly wasn't a wrestling classic, however, I found it very entertaining. What were your thoughts on the pre-show as a whole, Dan? I thought, well,
1: I thought it was good. I thought it was much better than the previous pre-show, um, because it was more concentrated on the wrestling. and Obviously, I had the backstage segments, but yeah. So it started with that three-way tag team match. I thought, obviously, I've got the advantage of I've not watched wrestling in a while, so I was up for it. I was excited. I really enjoyed the match. I thought it did its job. Um, it got The whole point of the match was, let's get Private Party over and familiarised with this audience, and but at the same time, we want best friends. Was it best friends who won the match? Yeah, yeah. It, was, mate. it was. Yeah, it was. we want best friends to go over, but there's no need for Private Party to win. There's no need to rush anything. All this match was there to do was to get Private Party over with the crowd, but carry on with best friends winning. I really enjoyed this match, and I don't usually enjoy the three-way tag team matches. Do you know what I mean? Like the multi-man tag team match. I think sometimes mm, they're not quite for me, but you had Private Party, you were unexperienced, possibly green, and you put them in there with SoCal Uncensored, best friends to experienced professional teams. You couldn't wish for two teams to put them in there with more and have them shine. So I really enjoyed that. Um, the Ali-Lever Bates match, I don't like the librarian gimmick. But this is the difference. If this was in WWE, this gimmick, we'd all be shitting on it, me included. But AEW have something that WWE don't have, which is goodwill. Do you know what I mean? So although people Uh, aren't into it, it, do you know what I mean? They're not going to completely hijack the show, but they clearly pretty much rejected the gimmick. It was a bit of a nothing match. I don't think it needed to go eight minutes, 50 seconds, as I've got the times in front of me. But for whatever reason, it did. And finally, I loved the Michael Nakazawa-Alex jabaley match. I've heard people shitting on it all week. I've listened to podcasts. I've, oh, it's all elite wrestling elites. They shouldn't be doing matches like this. Listen, yeah, you don't need every match to be a very good wrestling match, which most other matches were. This was entertaining. Do you know what I mean? It fit in with the whole fighter Fest thing. I just thought it was good. I thought it really did a good job of have getting... Obviously, this Michael Nakazawa gimmick where he keeps saying his name. Do you know what I mean? That's like it's only going to take him so far. He went out there. He put on an entertaining match. And I, I want to see Michael Nakazawa again. I enjoy the match. I thought Alex Jabaley did all right, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I've got, I've got to be honest with you. I thought... It was it was quite entertaining, and that's what it was. That's what you wanted from it: um, entertainment and a couple of spots that made you laugh. And that was it. I mean, as you say, um, people are going on because AEW is all supposed to be about the in-ring product. People have also got to realize that to each dress and fan, to each wrestling show, there's different tastes and there's different things on the menu because it would be boring if everything was the same. Um, so again, completely agree with you. Enjoyed that. Enjoyed the, the first match especially. Lever Bates versus Ali, not for me. Um, but the good what, what this show did start was there was no more um production errors, especially in the in the pre-show. Everything was tight in terms of commentary. It was a lot better than um double or nothing in that sense as well. So it was a good uh it was a good start for me. Um we go into the main card and the first match. Um two uh Two older gentlemen starting the show off or kicking the show off. And that was Shima versus Christopher Daniels, the Fallen Angel. Thoughts on this match, mate?
1: Right. So, Shima, Christopher Daniels, they went out there. They had an opening match. It weren't crazy spots. It was a nice match. Now, Danny, we just talked about the Nakazawa-Jabeli match, right? So, obviously, this Shima against Christopher Daniels match was a much better wrestled match, yeah? However... I'd say the Nakazawa-Jabeli match was more entertaining because sometimes you can get entertainment about about things not being technically crisp. That match was more entertaining, but this was the better match. So, like you say, it's all about taste, things like that. This was a perfect opening match. They gave it so whatever came after this could go out there and kill it. Do you know what I mean? They just went out there. They had a nice nine, ten minute match. Nothing special, just nice, tidy wrestling match. Did its job. Got Shima over for his match with Kenny. at Fight for the Fallen. Did its job. No messing about. Christopher Daniels was, was there purely to get Shima ready for the Kenny Omega match. Did its job. It was fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's. Uh, I mean, as the old um, ROH marks that we are, uh, this one really ran true with me and Joe. Um, Joe, I'll give you a, a tweet of his on the night. It's 2019 and I'm watching Shima versus Christopher Daniels on pay-per-view and I couldn't be happier. Both picked parts of my ROH and Dragon Gauge fandom way back, both defying their age and can still go, fun opener. Um, And and I agree with that. Uh, I partly agree with you as well. It was was, uh, a good opener. It wasn't spot fest, which... Obviously, we've already had a really strong, fast-paced opener from the pre-show, which most people are going to be watching anyway. Um, it was great for me. It was great to see slick pro wrestling like we used to. Obviously, not at the pace that we used to in it, um, because it's Christopher Daniels and Sheamus. They're all all elderly gentlemen like myself now. Uh, but yeah, but I had, uh, thought it was a, a fun opener, and it certainly wasn't a bad match in any way, shape or form. Moving on, we have got the three-way uh, match between Riho, Yuka Sakazaki and Nyla Rose. It's going to sound me, really weird, me saying Yuka Sakazaki in my Scouse accent, but you all just have to get used to it. Um, <laughs> Yuka Sakazaki! <laughs> and, uh, and Nyla Rose in a three-way match. Again, not so much a fan of multi-person matches. However, really, really enjoyed this, uh, th- this match. Um, very similar spot here, where uh, both Rio and Sakazaki uh, sorry Asakazaki, were caught um, with the crossbodies by Nyla Rose uh, in an amazing move. It was uh, actually very similar to um, Bandido catching. Um, oh, uh, Shane Taylor, yeah, in the ROH show, but. Com- it was similar but different, so to speak. But yeah, it was a great match that I I really enjoyed. I'm going to be honest with you. I Enjoyed the storytelling in it as well. Um, the fact that Nyla Rose come in as the the big the big strong heel and then Rio and uh, you could work together and then they fell apart. Um, so it was Rio. We've got the uh, got the win. Um, what's your thoughts on this one, Dan? Loved it.
1: Loved it. I thought yeah. it was it was brilliant. It was. I, I don't know. It was just great to see female wrestlers that are there for their wrestling ability. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes I feel like oh, a, a female match is on the show purely because it's 2019. Like I, I don't. I don't I, do you know I don't give a shit actually. So like Ring of Honor, like. I don't. Sorry to say, Ring of Honor. I know you love Ring of Honor, but like that. Sometimes I watch their women's match, and it's like, oh, they've just got a women's match on the show, so they can have a women's match on the show. Same with Progress. Every time I watch a Progress show, the second match on their show is a women's match that they don't really seem to be putting much effort into, and that never is really that good. Usually, it's because it was with Ginny, Um, but. Yeah, it, it was refreshing. You could tell these two women were great. They worked with like the giant in the match, whatever you want. It. Am I allowed to call her a giant? Whatever. Um, do you know what I mean? They worked that match brilliantly. I like. I'm like you, Danny. I'm not really a fan of multi-person matches. Um, I thought it was a ridiculous decision as we said to have a three-way main event WrestleMania, but this worked. It was. It was. This is how you do a women's three-way. Do you know what I mean? This is how you tell the story of the giant. Um, I thought it was really good. One thing I was surprised that um, so Rio wins the match. Yeah, right. Yes. And can you just say the lady's name for me? Who she be? <laughs>
0: well, you're you being horrible to me, aren't you? Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, yeah. It's,
1: so obviously, it's, it's Yuka Sakazaki. Yuka Sakazaki. Um, well, she didn't take the fall, but she lost the match, and Rio won the match. So when there, uh, can you say a name again for me, please?
0: Really. We're
1: going to do this, are we? Uh, Yeah, it's Sakazaki. So when uh, Yuka Sakazaki um, walked over to Rio, Rio sort of like pushed her away, sort of like I don't know a a semi heel turn or whatever um, to build to a match. Then I just thought, why is she pushing her away when she won the match? Do you know what I mean? Surely it would have made more sense for Sakazaki to win the match and then Rio do that to her after the match. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. but yeah, I'm probably just looking into it too much I loved the match, really enjoyed it felt like about 8 minutes in whatever, I'm looking at the time, it was 12 minutes 30 after about 8 minutes, I remember thinking they need, they could do to go home here 8 and 9 minutes in, and this would be a great 4 star match, but they saw it for a couple of minutes in there, they just went a little bit a little bit too far um, but I felt like they passed the peak, but apart from that I loved it, great match, really enjoyed it and like we said, Shima and Christopher Daniels opening in the style of match they were allowed this match, I think, to be more over than it possibly would have been if, say, you'd have had, I don't know, a crazy, flippy match. Say, if you'd have had the private party match on directly before this, the crowd might not have been as into this match as they were. Maybe I'm wrong, but...
0: I think, though, I think that's quite an astute observation, to be honest, Dan. Um, Yeah, so um, we go on from that one, and we head into a four-way match again, I think the only reason that Jungle Boy and Jimmy Havoc were in this match were as a cushion so that the MJF and Adam Page didn't get at each other just the two of them in a ring I think that's the only reason these guys were here um, it was a 10 minute uh, four away match which Adam Page won obviously um, I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of this match um, I didn't think it was particularly bad but there was the, I don't think there was any particular reason to having Jungle Boy or Jimmy Hazard in the match, to be honest with you. Jimmy Havoc in the match at all, to be honest with you. Um another great performance on the microphone before the match with MJF, um, who basically insulted everyone who's ever played the game in their lives. Um, funny stuff. And then uh, yeah, it was a very, very mediocre match for me. Um so, going into this, mate, what's your thoughts? Mm, I, it was probably my
1: least enjoyable match on the show. Yeah. It was, I, I'm not a big fan of four way matches. If you've seen one four way match, you've seen every fucking four way match. But this was, obviously, it made sense because they did the segment with Bret Hart on the last show, you know, where these four men were involved. But yeah. I don't know. I feel, I feel, right? So, I, I feel like Adam Page, yeah. If he's facing Jericho in the main event of All Out, I think you want him to beat someone a bit more. He's won a battle royal, yeah, in, on a pre-show. He's beat Jimmy Havoc, do you know what I mean? He, he's fine, but Jimmy Havoc is no way, shape, or form, going to be a main eventer for AEW. And then on the next show, Adam Page is facing Kip Sabian, who who was basically pointless having him, in, him on commentary during this match, he offered nothing. I don't think it was explained very well. Apparently, they, they were saying that the winner of this match earns the right to face Kip Sabian at the next show. And I'm thinking, why would the number one contender for the world heavyweight title have to earn the right to face some random guy? Do you know what I mean? It didn't, I don't think that made much sense. Mm. But I don't know. I feel like Adam Page should be beating someone a bit more. Higher in the pecking order than say Kip Sabian, than Jimmy Havoc to get him ready for this world title match with Chris Jericho in the main event. Um, I don't know who, but I just feel like I don't know. I feel like there's not enough momentum behind Adam Page. He's definitely not winning it all out for me, but yeah, this match I would have done it differently, but that's the way that they went. Um, It was okay. It was nothing wrong with it. Nothing. Whatever. Want to watch this match again? It was fine. It was fine for what it was. Um yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have personally booked Adam Page in this match.
0: I think if you, if you look at the um, if you look at the placement of this match, if we include the pre-show, this is match six of a nine-card show. Um, if people did have to go and get uh, a, a, a go to the toilet or so go and get some popcorn or a drink, probably the time that they did. Um, as we move on, so we've got uh, the next match. We've got Cody Rhodes with versus Darby Allen. This one was a match like I haven't seen maybe before, maybe just in a long time since the old NWA TV times, um, time limit draws. Um, but it told a much, much deeper story. It got Darby Allen over. Cody went. Um, he didn't lose. Um, his frustrations boiled over. And, yeah, we saw the start of a new feud for Cody. Um what was um, what was your thoughts going into this match, Dan? Were you expecting much from him? I've got a lot to say about
1: this match, Danny. Right. So, Darby Allen in the build up to this match, it was built, oh, Cody Rhodes, you don't want to take this match. That was how it was built, weren't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, you,
0: in the build mm, up, that, yeah, was I mean, it, that was how it was built. It was portrayed as, as like the skateboarder, the, the, ja- the real life jackass sort of. Um, yeah. I, I, I know what you're saying. This right. is. This is, this is he's not facing the rest, really. he's facing somebody who's dangerous. Yeah, I, can't, I get where you're coming from.
1: I've never watched Darby Allen. I'm going to be honest. Uh, we saw him at a progress show in New Orleans where I think he got injured, didn't he?
0: Yeah, he did. Um,
1: but I, I was that tuned out of that horrific show that I weren't really paying much attention. But um, I think it was probably on goal as well. But actually, we weren't. Anyway, so I've not seen much of Darby Allen. So I, I've seen the build-ups this match. And I, I'm expecting like some, do you know what I mean, like, I don't know, I wasn't expecting someone with the build of Darby Allen to come out. So, sort on of me, I've not seen Darby Allen. I don't watch Evolve or whatever it is that he's he's been in. Um, so he comes on, I'm thinking, oh, that, that's a bit different. I wasn't quite expecting that. We're 10 minutes into the match and I'm thinking, this match isn't very good. This is your, this just shows Cody Rhodes without a big story. Can't work, doesn't really have great matches unless there's like a story behind it. And then I was proved completely wrong I can't, I don't even know why, but I love this match. I, I genuinely don't know why. Um, I love that they did the draw. Do you know what I mean? They, when they was doing the 10 minutes, 10 minutes to go, or whatever, I was thinking, why are they doing that? Do you know what I mean? But it worked. It really worked. I love the finish to the match. Some of the bumps Darby Allen was taking. I, I genuinely think the winner of this show was Darby Allen. I came out of this show. I didn't know who he was before this show. Now I want to see more of Darby Allen. And um, the guy seemed crazy, that back bump, um, you know, where he did like the leap of faith, like Kofi Kingston does, but backwards. And the hit coffin drop, yeah. Yeah, oh, that looked brutal. The bit where he died through the rope and uh, just went flying out of the ring. But he was just a very, I couldn't put my finger on it. He was a very, I don't know, I felt like I was invested in the character and I'd only seen him in one match. I wanted to see more, more of him. Um But I just love the booking of the match. Everyone, everyone, every man and his dog expected Cody Rhodes to win this match. So I love the fact they sort of swerved us and they went with the draw. Um If they're going for a more sportsy product, there's draws, Danny. If there's nine Premier League matches on a Saturday, we're going to get a couple of draws in there, aren't we? So I don't see a problem with there being the odd
0: draw thrown into some of these matches. No, especially when... They have been, you notice know, the last couple of shows, they've been making sure that they've uh, been shouting out the times, 10 minutes left, very much like what New Japan do, and very much like what other companies have done in the past. Um, there's been the talk about making it more sports based with records that will come up more towards when they start the TV show. So, yeah, I've got n- no problems with, that, with seeing draws. I think it's more realistic. Um, the As you say, Dan, I think you've summed it up quite, quite well there. I, I, I've I have seen um, seen Darby Allen. Um, there's there's a really good actually. It's um, like a five minute mini documentary um, by a guy called um, Kenny Johnson who produces some fantastic fantastic videos um, for Evolve, and they're all like between five and twenty minute documentaries. And um, a Darby Allen Do or Die, I think it's called. Definitely worth checking out on YouTube. Kenny Johnson, I think WWE should be hiding him straight away. One of the most talented videographers out there at the moment. Um, but yeah, I, I can completely agree with where you're coming from. I've seen him before. I th- he this just added to his mystique rather than took away from it. After the match, um, Sean Spears comes in and takes um, hits Cody with a with a chair shot. Um, now, it's going to sound quite controversially. As somebody who grew up watching chair shots, uh, unprotected chair shots, it was shocking for me to see it. It was shocking to see somebody hit like that. But it was also sho- It was shocking in a good way. The way people say you shouldn't have blood anymore and you shouldn't have unprotected chair shots, completely understand why. Um, however. If you're looking for it just every now and then to build up a really big feud or to have that blow off, I think there's nothing there's nothing wrong with it. It adds to my enjoyment, whether well, rightly or wrongly, it adds to my my enjoyment of a match of a wrestling show. Um, the chair was gimmicked, which we all know about now. So it was um, the, the way the metal belt bent. It was very easy to do. It was more like a baking tray than it was a. Um, and it was a steel chair uh, but obviously Cody got caught with the back of the chair which caused quite a deep cut he had some stitches and he's uh he's fine now there was no concussion but that's where we ended up on that match what was your thoughts on the uh that little segment which led, led from Sean Spears coming in and attacking Cody
1: yeah it, it, was, it was like quite shocking weren't it that they used do you know what I mean the headshot with the chair we later found out it was gimmicked um but yeah do you know what I mean I Although it's stupid to do, do you know what I mean? We know the results from it. Some of the guys were taking these chair shots to the head night, after night. Do you know what I mean? Who suffered. And then, I don't know. I think a one-off, it's not the worst thing in the world to do it. Provides a big impact. It's something we don't see. I love the fact they've gone with uh, turning Sean Spears' heel. Um, We all know it's been proved that Cody works better in these story-driven matches. I'm sure that match. That I'm assuming that match that they're gonna have at All Out will be great. And um, there's a big story behind it which they need to tell um, yeah. about them being former tag team partners. I'm all for it. I think they'll have. I think they will have another great Cody Rhodes match at All Out. Um, yeah, I'm all for it. I thought it was a really good idea. They need heels badly in AEW, and nobody cheered. You see a lot of heel turns. Do you know what I mean? Nobody was cheering Sean Spears yeah, really yeah. after this. That's what you want to see. And Cody Rhodes, I'm watching the match, Danny, we dive on the Cody Rhodes is a natural heel. He starts off that match as like a hero, and then, like, by the end of it, you can hear the crowd sort of, like, not turning on Cody, but I think he's a better heel wrestler, isn't he? Um, so he needs these strong story-based matches if he's going to wrestle as a face. Um, But, yeah, I, I really, really enjoy Cody at the moment. Which I didn't use yeah. to, so
0: yeah. No, yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember. I remember. Very well booked match. It was another thing that was proved right on Um anyway, um we go <laughs> we go on to the next match, which is the elite of Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, the young Bucks. And they were up against the Lucha Brothers, Penn and Phoenix, and the Rado Kid. I thought this was just wonderful. Um from the entrances um, with the Street Fighter work coming out, um, the triple Hadouken, the in-ring work, the high spots, the everything, everything about this match I just loved. Technically, there was missteps and there was mishaps as the match progressed, but it was just one of the most funnest matches I've seen in a long time. Um, I think six of the best competitors in the world Loved every minute of it. Um, the elite uh won. And I just I, I can't say much more about this match. I loved every minute of it. It was fun with a capital F. What's your thoughts on this one, buddy?
1: It was an excellent indie match. Do you know what I mean? It's a match that you'd you'd see, I don't know, from the elite, from the lucha, but it was on an indie show, no restrictions. They just went out there, it was 20 minutes. I, I really, really loved it. I actually, Danny enjoyed this match more, I think slightly more, than the Young Bucks-Lucha Brothers match from Double or Nothing. Yeah, I, I just,
0: did. I, just...
1: I don't know what... I think the crowd were a bit more into this match. I felt like the crowd were worn out towards the end of Double or Nothing. Obviously, it was an extra hour, which, although all like, we want to talk about this match, I did want to say, I feel like sometimes if you have the three matches on the pre-show... Do you know what I mean the hour pre shows I me mean, sometimes obviously I know why they do the pre shows the buy ins whatever I feel like you suffer with the atmosphere at the end of the shows do you know what I mean like obviously it's not as bad here because this was only a what 2 hours 40 minute show but when you do like the big 4 hour shows by the end of the show you suffer because yeah. you have that
0: hour yeah. pre show uh, No that's what I, do, I agree
1: yeah yeah well, I think every show that AEW... I don't think they need to do these big five-hour shows, like Double or Nothing, whatever. It was a really long show. I think this is perfect. If you want to have three matches on the pre-show, do it. Do you know what I mean? Do it. It's fine. But just then give us an NXT-style two-and-a-half-hour show um, in the main show. I don't see that. It's three hours, 41 minutes was the time on Fight TV. that That's about right. I don't think you need to do any longer. But, yeah, back to this match, I loved it, Danny. It was great. Um, I'm guessing at some point we're going to get Kenny Omega against Pentagon Jr. That'll probably maybe be on the first AWTV show. I was thinking um, because obviously Kenny Omega is fully booked um, on the next two shows. So yeah, it looked like they were sort of leading towards that. I think the Elite Lucha Brothers thing should keep going on, keep having. Do you know what I mean? They try and make it like a three-year feud where they always come back to this match sort of thing. But we will see. I, I loved it. Great stuff.
0: Now, this caused a bit of a, a, a shock. I, I watched the Young the, the Science match, Dean Ambrose beating Joey Janela. I thought it was very, very good. Um, no more, no less. Um, so, a number of people have been saying to me in the, in the weeks since this event has happened that they were expecting more of a CCW match because of the way it had been promoted. Um, and I kind of get where they're coming from. Um, I... That's not what I expected to see because I don't expect to see CZW style matches on a national promotion. Um, what were your thoughts on the unsanctioned match between Dean, um, Dean, 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 John Moxley, and Joey Janela? Uh,
1: I'm gonna start off by saying I love John Moxley's entrance music. Um, not that I really matters too much. But I love his entrance music, but the match. I don't like hardcore wrestling, it's not for me, don't really enjoy it, I've seen the amount of street fights I've seen in WWE, Extreme Rules is coming up, I I, I, I dread to review that show, because I'm not a fan of gimmick matches, don't like ladder matches, don't like street fights, don't like weapon based matches, Um, don't like a lot really, but um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of these sort of matches. Not a big Um, fan
0: of this wrestling thing. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I like watching a one-on-one <laughs> wrestling match between two gentlemen. Oh, and women—I better say I'm women. It's 2019. Remember commiserations to the England's uh, women's team. Um, yeah, I don't know, Danny. It, it wasn't for me, but I—I I enjoyed it. I, I don't know if that's the word. It was a very good hardcore match. If you're into, do you know what I mean? These matches. I'm not saying I hate these matches. I don't particularly enjoy them, but. If it's once every three or four months, I'm fine with that. I can get into it. I would have preferred maybe more of a story behind it, but the story is it's Joey Janella and John Moxley. So that's all you need. Um they made people people like me who don't particularly watch this style of wrestling, wince with the, the Do you know what I mean? There was thumbtacks, tables, ladders, um, barbed wire on Barbed wire boards. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know what people want. What, what do you want? What other I stuff to do? You do, know, you let's, let's, on, do you want? On, cheese
0: graters. Do you Let's. Let, let, I think yeah. I think that's what people wanted, and I think that was what they were being. That's what they were being built to as well. Um, you've seen John Moxley matches. You've seen Joey Janela matches. That's exactly what people were expecting. Out. I, that's not what I was expecting. However, I can see where. I can see where people are coming from when they say these things. They expected light tubes, they expected nails, they expected a CZW-style match. And well, I, don't, I don't think it was ever going to happen on a nationally televised or internationally televised pay-per-view.
1: Well, my little girl might expect Barbie for Christmas, but she might get Cindy. Do you know what I mean? It's just one of them things, Danny. You don't always she probably, get she what prob- you want. probably will with you. She'll probably get both, to be honest. <laughs> but yesterday, Danny, she went for an injection, yeah? You, you have an injection when you're, like, just over three, yeah? Right? Mm. So, gave it, so this is completely random, but hey, I, I like randomness in a podcast. And um, Basically, yeah, she had a three-year injection, yeah? And she was dead scared about it. So, he's was like, it's okay, you can go to the toy shop or whatever. So, give her some money. Uh, Megan took her to uh, the toy shop or whatever, Yeah. Got a like this, I don't know, Barbie playhouse thing. It was only twenty quid. Um, so anyway, she gets to the doctors. Oh, um, sorry, we got to the doctor's appointment. Has been for ages. Oh, s- sorry, there's um, the the people who do the injections aren't here today, so we will have to reschedule. Thought you <laughs> taking the piss. This little girl's been shitting herself all day about this. Do you know what I mean? We've like spent twenty quid. I almost took the day off work. Almost. Yeah, and it's like you've cancelled. I thought flipping heck. It's a good job it's free. Uh, it's um, it's
0: cancelled without notice as well, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I know. I thought, do you know what I mean? What if we'd have took the day off work? Do you know what I mean? It's not good. It annoyed yeah. me, but it, that's just completely off-topic story. So back to Joey Janela against uh, John Moxley. Danny, I thought it was all right. Do you know what I mean? It, it didn't have everything. But I was watching it as someone who doesn't watch these light-tube matches, which I, I see I'm gutted about that. They sound so amazing. Um, but I don't watch these light-tube matches. Um but I don't know. I thought credit to John Moxley. I know, like, he's hardcore or whatever. But he, he, let's face it, the guy's got millions in the bank. He wasn't afraid to take these bumps. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't be taking yeah. on thumbtacks on barbed wire boards. Do you know what I mean? This was ex- everyone, if this exact match would have happened at WrestleMania with John Moxley and Brock Lesnar, people would have been like, oh, I can't believe they did that. That was amazing. Well yeah, done yeah. to WWE. But because no one died in this match, everyone's like, oh, oh, it wasn't that good. I wanted blood. Listen, I was glad
0: when the match finished. Do you know what I mean? Let's move on from this shit. Mm, well, the I enjoyed the match, as I said. At the end of the match, Kenny Omega. Gave uh, John Moxley a receipt after what happened at Double O. Nothing. He attacked him. He even attacked him with drumsticks. And um, after the attack was over, he attacked him again. And we left the pay per view with this uh, in- insane looking face on John Moxley, smiling at the camera. Um, over overall enjoyable show. I think what I said to Joe during this um, the, the pay per view was fun. Just a fun pay-per-view all round. Never going to win any match of the year candidates, but at the same time, it certainly wasn't any bad wrestling involved in it. So that was my overall take on this. And yeah. What about yourself? Is it very similar? It was a very, very
1: good show. It wasn't, like you say, didn't have any match of the years. I'm going to be honest, Donnie, I thought, I don't, I'm not saying it's better, I enjoyed the show maybe. I didn't have the buzz after it. But that was because it was fresh. I enjoyed this show from top to bottom more than Double or Nothing because I had huge expectations for Double or Nothing. Do you know what I mean? Whereas this show yeah, I didn't really
0: have. I, I think that was a very serious show. It had it had to actually um, come out and show something. And you're right, mate. You, you you go in with this one, and there's not the biggest of matches. You look at the card, and they've produced something really quite fun.
1: Yeah, it was. I wasn't going in with it. I didn't even know what it would be, Danny. I didn't know. Is it? Was it in an arena? Because I'd not looked at stuff like that for Fight Fest. Is it just like a little house show thing that they stream? Beach.
0: I'm pretty sure that's the um, the building where Hulk Hogan turned um, in WCW. Yeah, but Danny, um, I, I,
1: I'd not been. Do you know what I mean? I, I didn't even know where it. You know, I'd not been looking at anything to do with yeah, this yeah. show or anything. I was just like, well, it's Fight Fest. Do you know what I mean? That was. I didn't know where it was. So, yeah. yeah.
0: But uh, I we- think the, oh. the only reason I know they did that building is because it had a huge history with WCW and the NWA. So, it's, um, yeah, no, that, that's fair enough. Just uh, um, as an aside, as we're going off this, um, there is a rematch coming up: The Radio Kid and the Lucha Bros versus the Elite of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. That's happening, impossibly at uh, the main event or a semi-main event of Triple Mania. Obviously, Cody is also involved as well. He'll be teaming with MMA superstar Cain Velasquez, um, him, Cody and Psycho Clown against Los Mercenarios, Texano Jr. and Torres and somebody else who's to be announced. Um, so, another chance to see that what was a really, really fun match. Um, I don't know whether I'll be watching the whole pay-per-view, but I'm certainly going to try and catch that match. Right. Um, moving on, we've had you've had your fun. Now it's time to uh, it's time to talk about WWE. Um, so, Raw first and foremost. Um, we've had a change of general managers, and this is the start off show for Paul Heyman. Dan, I'm taking it. You've watched a lot more of Raw than I have, so I'll let you open.
1: Yeah, I I watched Raw. I didn't really. Do you know what I mean? I didn't. No, it was Paul Heyman who was running the thing. I thought like he'd had a few, a bit of input or whatever. But as I said, I went in with an open mind. To be honest with you, I, I'm going to be honest. I went in thinking, I, I hope it's shit. I didn't ho- think going thinking, I hope it's shit. I went in thinking, it's probably going to be shit. So I had no expectations. I wasn't really too fussed about it. But they had a hot, I liked what, the, I don't know if you've seen the opening angle. I really liked how they did it with Lashley and Strowman. Obviously, I couldn't give a shit about these two guys. Strowman's crap. Souls, Lashley in WWE. Um, I won't hear any difference. Strowman, waste of time. Um, yeah. So I liked how they did. They did like the big stunt or whatever. And then instead of like, do you know what I mean? Camera shots panning everywhere. They just had a camera in like the upper tier or whatever, and it just stayed there recording for about four minutes as stuff went on. It made it feel a little bit more real. Um, So, yeah, I liked that bit. Um, It it was just good. Like, the the, the turn at the end of the show, basically, I don't know if people know by now, AJ Styles turned on Ricochet at the end of the show, and it was built brilliantly throughout the show. That was the main angle of the show. It was nice to have a main event of Raw that mattered. It wasn't just a random 20-minute match where someone wins clean with a finisher, and we will see you next week. Do you know what I mean? This made you want to watch... Well, sort of made you want to watch next week. They built up the term brilliantly. The ricochet AJ Styles stuff was great. I'm so happy AJ Styles is finally not a face anymore. His heel run on SmackDown when he first uh, moved over was, was brilliant. I loved it. His face run was all right. Do you know what I mean? People... People loved him, but for me, it didn't really do much. For me, I know he had that long title run. But, yeah, the show, it was better. But, yeah, to me, I'm never, ever going to go by this point. Raw was a good show. That will never happen when it's a three-hour show because there's going to be, always going to be 50 60% of Raw that is, it's just filler. Do you know what I mean? You're never going to have a, a great overall show. So, as long as you have a few bits on the show that are good, I'm
0: fine with that. I...
1: It was fine. The segments that I watched were fine. But that's
0: yeah. it. It was, uh, I think, yeah, I see what you mean there about, and that's maybe sound a little unfair to WWE. They say you'll, you'll probably never say that was a good draw. Um, at this point, I think Raw and SmackDown are very much like being the elite. It builds up to the shows. Don't expect to have a great deal of good wrestling on there. But. The difference was this week, from what I could tell, looking through the many, many clips that WWE put on, it seemed like there was um there was a branch um from the start of this program to the end. It was led to get you there, which yeah. hasn't been the case for a long, long time. And as you've said, the show built up towards that. Um, it shocks me. The WWE still still really hasn't cashed in. On the whole, Bullet Club thing. Um, When they first come in, Anderson, Anderson and Gallows and AJ Styles, there was talk about this Japanese club and these guys. They even mentioned the Bullet Club on um, on Raw. And Anderson and Gallows, fantastic piece of talent. Um, They're obviously they're not going to give you five star matches, but they're a big mean tag team. Uh Why these guys haven't been given more TV time is absolutely beyond me. However, they are starting to cash in. You've got two leaders of the Bullet Club, and you've got one of the original uh members. Um, and and what two are the core for? So, what? Are you, why are you not making money off that? That, that yeah. would be my thing because so, it's not it,
1: their idea. Vince doesn't like stuff unless Vince thinks he's created it. You know what I mean? He's
0: like. Oh. Uh, but how many of the old territory stories did they rehash during the national expansion there was they, they make it into their own um well it 's nice to see the family doing that. I would love to see Finn Balor become m- more involved in that storyline going forward as well um, so yeah that 's my thoughts on raw i can 't really give you a much more in depth thing. We I was talking to a friend last night, and we were saying um and I'd never never wanna get political on this show. Um we we're talking about WWE and we're saying they can do good things and people don't want to like them. They're like the Tories in the north of England. Nobody the their their brand or their name gives over a, a certain toxic toxicity. Um where no matter what they do, even if it's good, people don't want to like them. And I think since these, since AEW has come out, and I think since New Japan has exploded onto the scene, people have realised they've got choices, and the come become quite resentful of WWE. So I don't think I think they've got a lot of building work to do. Yeah, um, can I can I just say, say they got a lot of building work to do with me.
1: Can I just say why, Danny? For me, this is right. I have sat through. I only started watching New Japan in properly indies regularly. A couple of years ago. Do you know what I mean? So I've sat through in my head 13, 14 years of WWE I've watched it every week, Danny. Yeah. And I've enjoyed bits of it. I've watched yeah. it. I've wanted it to do well. And I feel like they've, they've just like, they've given me the main events of WrestleMania that we don't want to see. They've done things because they know what's best. Yeah. I've watched the show and wanted it to be better for so long. Yeah. And there's been years where they've just. It'll get to, like, the first Raw of 2017 or 2016. And I think, right, fresh Outlook here. It's New Year. Do you know what I mean? Maybe it'll be different. I'm going to... Do you know what I mean? I'm going to watch this show. I've stayed up. I can't, I've lost the amount of times, Danny. I've gone into work tired from staying up to watch a Raw and thought, what did I stay up to watch that for? But for me, it was the only thing at the time, yeah? And now, what's sick? It doesn't sicken me. I can see why they're doing it, but it just doesn't buy it for me. So they they're making changes now, aren't they? We've gone for Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff, because they realize their product isn't that good and they, they want to make changes. Yeah. And what annoys me is, yeah, they only, they were fat. If AEW and New Japan hadn't come out or whatever and got a little bit bigger, yeah, they wouldn't be doing anything. We'd still be watching the exact same thing. So it winds me up that I sat through all those years where you didn't care. And because now you think I might take my business elsewhere, you're suddenly going to try. You, me, as a customer of your product, should have been doing your best to put on the best possible shows for those years. Not because, oh, it'd be like me going on holiday with Jet 2, Danny, yeah? And them giving me pretty average holiday after pretty average holiday. And then, I don't know, a new holiday company comes out and they're offering all these perks, yeah? They're offering a better service. And then all of a sudden, Jet 2 go, oh, we're going to offer you this. We're going to try it now. We've given you 10 years of shit holidays, but now we're going to try. I'd be like, sorry, you had your chance. Do you know what I mean? Now I'm going to give this new thing a go. Maybe a bad analogy, but I just like, don't get me wrong. It is. Yeah, yeah. I understand what you're saying. I'd love Um, them to be good, Danny. I'd love them. People like, I shit on WWE. I've done that on this show. It's even today, yeah, where I've joked. I don't want them to do it. I do, Danny. I'm going to be honest. I've ordered 10... I was on holiday. I ordered about 10, 15 wrestling DVDs, WWE DVDs off eBay, where I thought, oh, I enjoyed that pay-per-view. I've ordered the DVD, so then I've got it. Do you know what I mean? I am a WWE fan, but... it's just hard. I don't know. I feel like it's it's the girlfriend that's like been a prick with you for ten years, and you're struggling to like want it to succeed. So yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I, th- I think again, you look at Celtic a couple of years ago when when uh, Rangers were in the, the the lower leagues after what had happened to them, they ruled Scottish football, and people said there was the possibility of them bringing Gerrard in um, for his last year before he went to the MLS. And somebody said you could literally bring in Vera Duckworth and you'd still win the league. You don't have to bring in Stephen Gerard. Why spend all that money on Stephen Gerard and his wages when you're still going to win the league with Vera Duckworth playing centre midfield? So I think <laughs> w- WWE has very much had that where the- there was no need to put on these spectacular shows because there was no competition or, or not nothing that really affected them. And now people have seen they've got a bit more serious. And rather than responding positively to it, as you said, they've sort of said, but why haven't you been doing this for years? Um, so we all want them to do better. We want a better wrestling landscape for everyone. So in terms of better wrestling, let's move on to uh, SmackDown. <laughs> um, Fuck it, what would you review man. on SmackDown? I've got to be honest with you, I'm straight up with the, the listeners, I haven't watched any of this, unfortunately, so it's reliant on you on this one.
1: Well, I, I, to be honest with you, Danny, I, I had the pleasure of watching this at about half six in the morning yesterday. Um, but it, I, I, <laughs> pleasure, pleasure, you say? Yeah, the pleasure. We I was supposed to be doing something else, but I was let down, um, so <laughs> I decide, decided. decided I'm, sure, I'm sure it was purely accidental. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Did you have a good sleep? Did you? Um, Yeah. So I, I was going, I was feeling positive about Raw. I thought, do you know what? I enjoyed it. Do you know what I mean? Fair enough. What's gone? What's gone? They've been shit for 10 years. I enjoyed the hour and 15 minutes I gave of my time watching Raw. So I thought, right, I'll, I'll do the same for SmackDown. And it was, ugh, I think it was at McMahon opened the show. And I just, ugh, oh, what is this? Do you know what I mean? It was leading to, it was, it was just a nothing show, really. The main event of the show tells you everything. Heavy Machinery versus Dolph Ziggler and Kevin Owens, yeah? For, to see who's the number one contender for the tag team titles. Who, who goes in the triple threat tag team match? Surprised they're in a triple threat tag team match after what AEW just did. But hey, um, do you know what I mean? So to me, straight away, it just says it was a nothing show. I think... I think, really, we can start judging the difference in SmackDown and the effect Eric Bischoff is going to have after Extreme Rules. Obviously, they've already set in place some of the build to this pay-per-view um, before Bischoff started. I don't even know if Bischoff was there last night. I'm assuming he was. But, so, yeah, there's no point in really judging Bischoff for a, a month or two. Same with Heyman, really. It was a nothing show, um I, I wish I hadn't spent like an hour watching it, but whatever. What which you know? What I mean, whatever. I'm. I'll judge him. I'll judge him after SummerSlam. That is how I'm gonna judge them. Um. But yeah, it was. It was there's nothing really to talk about, Danny. It was shit. And everyone's like, "Oh, Kofi, Wwe's changing." Corey Graves said, "Holy shit!" And Kofi Kingston flipped off Samoa Joe. They he flipped him off, but they sort of like blocked it out. But it's like it's a middle finger. Who really? Who really cares, Danny? I'm sure like in your city you see like five year olds giving people the middle finger all the time. I know I do in some of the areas that I work in. Um, so to me, whatever, middle finger, I couldn't give a shit. Uh, basically you don't you've not watched it have you? Basically Coffee Kingston gave someone Joe a middle finger and everyone was like, ooh.
0: But yeah. I was more I was more concerned there that you said flipped him off and I heard sucked him off. And I, I tried not to get straight involved because I thought, you can't have said that, but you definitely said flipped him off. So I, <laughs> I, I, I thought it's best not to get involved. So, yeah, no, fair enough. That's just the way I, I, my, I heard you. Um, what, did
1: I say sucked off?
0: No, no, you didn't. It was just what I heard. Um, <laughs> but you're saying, I think you're almost 100% have flipped. Um, so, yeah. So, the the, the well, it wasn't your favourite event of the week then?
1: It was a waste of my time, but whatever, whatever. I'll, I'll. Ugh, I'm trying to stay open minded. I'm trying to be diplomatical because, hey guys, it's 2019 and it's fun to be diplomatic.
0: Um, yeah, you're the most undiplomatic, untactful person I've ever met in my entire life. Just so you know that. Um, that that post you put on that the the house of belts on Facebook had me in stitches. Um, well, you what just, was that well, you just went on there, dropped a big shit and then walked away for about two hours, let everyone fight over the shit that you've just taken on their group and then come back and say, um, I'm ta- I am not I did this shit, but I'm not willing to listen to anyone who's, uh, who's going to comment on the shit that I've just <laughs> done on your group and then <laughs> fucked off. <laughs> and it's just caused absolute murder I thought it was hilarious um, But you are not tactful or diplomatic no. So um, what I'm going to move on to now Is we're going to go and move on to the oh, G1 Danny, Danny, just before we do Because this is okay. to do with Raw and Smackdown
1: um, yep. they, They're doing a Raw Smackdown taping, aren't they? Um, you know, at the MEN
0: oh, Have you heard I'm about this? Or they, not? They, they've moved it from Glasgow, haven't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, Um, obviously, like, the Raw last time I went was terrible. Are you, are you thinking of going or not, with it being a double taping? I fly, I fly on holiday the next day, the morning. No, after.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm, I've, got, I've got no interest. Oh, I've
1: got bo- oh, yeah, yeah, you always say this. And then I'll, I, I remember back in there, you was like, oh, I'm, I'm not too bothered about WWE, about, about these shows. And I remember being sat there and it come up on Facebook, this is before we, like, proper spoke a lot, and it said, Danny just checked into the MEN arena a
0: that was that was because I was given free tickets. Kate was let down that night, oh, so I was given free tickets. So that 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 is a bit of a um, yeah. So um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not. I've got no interest in watching it. Um, it's just before uh, a couple of months before Christmas. A couple of months before we go to uh, Japan for wrestling, Wrestle Kingdom. So it, it's not it's it's not on my radar. Um, so yeah, but it's a bit of a. I do feel a bit shitty for the people who were expecting the first set of tapings um, in Scotland, I think, for now. It's over five years.
1: Oh, um, it's, it's bollocks!
0: No, it... no, no, hang on. Not bollocks. They, they've they bought tickets for a live Raw and a live Smackdown. Um, yeah, so It was, it's, it was it...
1: there the other year in Glasgow. Didn't, um, was it Noam Dorr debut? debut? I've I seen that people saying five years. I thought, how's it five years? Noam Dodd debuted there. Um, I only remember because there was a Rangers fan in the crowd with a Joey Garner sign-up. And that was only... That was 2016 they were there for the tapings. It was only like the other year. But they had the NXT UK tapings. Do you know what I mean? They'd been given full refunds. And at that group, people were like, oh, yeah, it's, it's uh, been cancelled. You know. They've
0: done themselves a favour. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. You're a moaning bastard. If that had happened to you, you'd be fucking flying off the handle on this podcast. I would have. Um... You you would uh, if you if you've paid for something that you haven't seen for a long time, then uh, and you're really looking forward to it, then you would fly off the handle. You're not you're not a, a sane person. Um, so
1: let's move on from
0: that the anyway. Scots. The Scots are
1: used to defeat. Anyway. You're not moving
0: on, are you? You're no, this, do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Slipping out. Yeah. It's like it's like the World Cup. They've not been in the World Cup for like 22 years, so I'm sure they can wait another year for Raw.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, uh, are we done now? Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So the twenty ninth edition of the G one climax kicks yes. off. Yes. Um. And this is on Saturday this weekend. It kicks off from the American Airlines Arena in Dallas, Texas, a twenty three thousand seat arena. Um. It is going ahead. Um. Mid the well, uh, early and it's an early start. Obviously. Um. Being in America, that's a big help to us. It's a five o'clock bell time. What? Um, Is it? Five o'clock US.
1: So what time does it start? English
0: time? It will be... um, uh, Dallas is is the Midwest, isn't it? So it's... um, I I don't know. The the, uh, tournament matches will be as follows. Um... The blockades or blockades, and it's Will Osprey versus Lance Archer. We've got King of Darkness, Evil versus Bad Luck Fale, Sanada versus Zack Saber Jr. Um, and Kota Ibushi Kenta, and finally in the main event, Kazuchika Okada versus the Ace Hiroshi Tanahashi. I think it's, there's an obvious one that uh, that uh, actually stands out there. But which match out of them are you looking forward to the most, Dan?
1: Uh, oh, Carter Tanahashi, obviously. Um, the people—it it does make me a bit sad. I'm not gonna lie, Danny. So Raw, so we're in that the same building where the the American Airlines yes. Center, yep. and there was ten thousand people there for Raw. Do you know what I mean? It was quite a big crowd for Raw this week, um, and it just—it uh, it, to be honest with you, I'm thinking to myself, there's ten thousand. They're clearly wrestling fans. Who live in that area? Okada Tanahashi is in your city, and you probably fifty percent of those people, maybe more, probably more, are not gonna be there to see it. it I know, like, they're, they're probably not just like they don't know about it or whatever, but I do think it's a shame. I think the Okada Tanahashi match, the G1 itself, really deserves a sellout building. I wish they'd have chose a better location for this. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. It's Dallas is probably a good wrestling market, whatever, because it's all 10000 for Raw. But I think if you'd have put this show in, say, a New York, a Chicago, I think you'd be looking at possibly a sellout, especially with Okada Tanahashi.
0: Mm, yeah. Um, they don't seem to want to. What's strange is that when New Japan come over on their own, they don't seem to want to do East Coast shows, um, which is odd. Really, because you'd think the, um, the 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 majority or the ha- most hardcore wrestling fans are in the northeast of of the United States. Um, so I don't really understand it. Um, I, I don't know why it's happening, but it, it is what it is. I, I know what you're saying. Um, WWE fans are there; They're the nice aren't going to see the likes of this fantastic match. But as you say, it's probably not even on their radar. It's it's not. It's not not their fault. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's a
1: shame to say, like you know, when I went to Ring of Honor Unified or whatever, I Mm. I, I didn't, do you know what I mean? I'd watched a few shows before, yeah, a couple, yeah. Yeah. But that show really for me thought, wow, this is great. So really, if you could somehow get those, do you know what I mean? Those neutrals, whatever you want to call it, peak casuals to get in, if they see Okada Tanahashi, do you know what I mean? They're like, wow, let's check this out. It's like, to me, I know like it's only small scale or whatever. To me, there should have been people outside the American Airlines arena handing out leaflets about this new Japan show. Do you know what I mean? I know the people from Japan out there, but pay someone to do it. Do you know what I mean? If I'm walking out and I see that, oh, there's a show here on Saturday, but I don't know, say like, if you're from Dallas, yeah, I'm just you safety from Manchester and there's a big wrestling show at the MEN Arena on Saturday and it's not a wrestling company you'd heard of would you not like think oh I might go and watch that I like wrestling but I don't know it just seems yeah, not- I that the, pe- the are,
0: I think the people the people who I think people who are going to watch raw um are taking their kids that, the kids to watch raw a lot mm-hmm. of them a great deal it is it is much more of a family show and mum and dad have no idea if there's a wrestling show going on um the next week. That's that's why a lot of these people won't see it. Um, well, it's not been on the board. Do you reckon WWE told them to take it down? Like if you go
1: to the MEN, there'll be advertisements for what's coming up in the next few yes. weeks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so uh, I,
0: wonder, I wonder if they were taken down. It's how much. It's how much attention people actually to pay to these boards, though, isn't it, Miss? Yeah, I suppose.
1: Um so so yeah, so th- those matches done, the, o- the opening show and yo against the Tongans. Um I think that's quite interesting, isn't it? It's junior heavyweights
0: against heavyweights.
1: Just just looking at the card
0: Dan, Yeah, I mean they, they, I think that they're, they're gonna they're gonna be playing a, a much more um a, a much bigger style of um style of match. They're, sorry, I made myself very clear. I think show and yo are gonna be stepping up in class. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I think that's it's easy to see why they've put them in there against the Tongans. Um So, yeah, it, it should be an interesting match. Um, I, Hopefully I they get was... the win.
1: So then they can be heavyweights then, do you know what I mean?
0: But yeah, it's like, well, I don't know if they will
1: be heavyweights. I feel like they could do with... I don't know. New Japan's lacking tag teams a little bit. They, 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 certainly,
0: look, them up. they certainly look a lot more... Um, a lot more heavyweights than the Young Bucks did when they went up to heavyweight, so um, you know, the, there we go um, Yeah, so the, the, I know what you mean there is there is distinct lack of depth in the tag team division at the moment, and the ones that are it's mostly the, the stable warfare um, which tends to throw up with the exception of Evil and Sonada, there's, there's not a great deal of teams that tag together and stick together. There can be incoming and outgoing members of each stable tagging with each other. So, yeah, I get where you're coming from with that. Yeah, it's, um, it is. um, To be fair, though, this is
1: exciting show. This is the first. To me, this is the first out-and-out New Japan show in America. Do you know what I mean? They've had, like the shows with like say christopher daniels on or do you know what i mean indie guys from america on littered over the shows this is a new japan card from top to bottom this is the sort of card you'd have seen in japan do you know what i mean it's not littered with us indie guys so i'm really really excited for this show Uh, i just hope uh, have you have you heard how the ticket sales have gone i've not seen anything in the
0: last few weeks yeah they've they've been absolutely terrible Um, yeah um they've I, the last time I've just to be honest, I've just tried to check a few times now as we've been talking about this. But unfortunately, the ticket master site's down, which I'm sure isn't helping with ticket sales. But um, the I checked last week when I was checking Pfizer Fest and what have you. Um, and it was, I think, I, at that point, looking at the arena, you were looking at about 80% of the arena that hadn't been sold. Oh. Um, so, but bear in mind, they will. They will pipe and drape, probably about ten thousand seats. It, it, it it's likely what WWE did last night for Raw. So sorry on Monday for Raw. So the, the, although it's a twenty three thousand seat arena, they may give a particularly good price. So you can say, well, we'll we'll, we'll come up and we'll bring the curtain halfway up the arena, um, and then you'd only use a certain amount of that space. So it it, it didn't it the tickets didn't look good. New Japan have been known for not promoting themselves very well internationally in terms of ticket sales. And also, um, it's something they don't seem to have learned from. But what we will say is that New Japan does have a a culture of uh, picking up tickets on the day where people will go to the arena and actually buy tickets rather than book them uh, in, in advance. And there's also, um, I think if you listen to um, to Bruce Pritchard's podcast, he was talking about putting on events in Houston, and which is obviously still in Texas. Um, and they said Texas is a very much that kind of state. They will turn up on the day looking for tickets. They won't necessarily um, turn up, you know, we, 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 we buy them in advance. So when the show comes round, and bear in mind, I haven't checked for a week. That might be completely different, so let's hope so. But again, yep. certainly, certainly, something New Japan has to work on in terms of their promotional activity in the US.
1: Yeah. So the the first match in the in in the actual G one, it's Osprey and Lance Archer. Um, it'd be interesting to see if Osprey can get a good match out of Archer. Do you know what I mean? I think I'm assuming he will, but it's Ar- Archer's hometown, so I think they could have a really good uh, little man big man match. They had a match in the New Japan Cup, didn't they? Um, about six months ago, that was pretty good, but yeah,
0: Arch yeah, should be. Arch, Arch is just a big, a big heavyweight, isn't he? Um, I, I think he he can easily pull a good match out of him. Um, I think Will Osprey, probably the best in the world at the moment, and um, yeah, I can, I can see it being a very good match. Who do you reckon's going to win? Osprey. <laughs> I want to go. um I don't know. I, I was gonna say I probably could automatically go with Osprey, but if, hometown, uh, big heavyweight. Uh, you might have a a shock a shock result on the to say that it's thrown him off the game his game. I don't know. I'm gonna go with Osprey just to be on the safe side. Um but then we've got coming after that, two of the real contenders for the uh, <laughs> for the crown coming up. Got evil versus bad luck Foley. Dan, who's going to win here? It's not going to be us. Um, I don't know. If you, if
1: this is probably one of the matches that I'm least interested in throughout the entire tournament. Hopefully, it's quick. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Fale usually loses, well, last year's G1. most of my, All the matches he lost, I think, were like via DQ or count out or something like that. So, put it this way, I can't see Evil going over bad luck Fale clean. And um, so, I wouldn't be surprised to see Farley win this match or end via DQ
0: yourself. Um, Eva? Cook, yeah, I, I think, um, I think you, you're gonna see some kind of dusty finish, but I think Evil will come through with the win. Um, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I've got a little interest in the match to be honest. Um, so the uh, next match is Sonada versus uh Zach Sabre Jr., uh Suzuki Gunn versus um L I J. This is something that I'm actually looking forward to quite a lot. yeah um, the match they last Saturday at Rev yeah Park. yeah the two the two guys that um that really really could be the next uh the, the next guys who are stepping up to that semi main event level just or under just under the main event um Sonada who the who knew Japan really want to see. Uh, I think in the same way that Roman Reigns was pushed all that way with WWE, this is a similar situation. People really want Sonada to um to to advance. Um and Zack Saber Jr. who's obviously one of the best technicians in the world. So uh it'll be interesting to see what happens here. I'm gonna go with Sonada getting the win. What about yourself?
1: Yeah, Sonada. Obviously Sabre, I think, won that match at Rev Pro. Um I think via a, a, a roll-up schoolboy. Um, but yeah, they, they clearly like Sonada. Um they you know what I mean, they give him the final of the new Japan Cup. He had a what a 40-minute title match with Okada. And um, they've been telling this story that he just can't get the win over Okada. Um so they clearly really like Sonada. For me, I've already said this, I think he's a really good wrestler. At the wrestling side of it, I think something is completely missing with his character. I don't really like his facials during the match. I know you like his paradise lock. Um, Fucking paradise (laughs) lock. But yeah, Sonata for me is, in WWE terms, your good intercontinental US champion, but he's not a main eventer for me. Obviously, in Gado, we trust. So, if if Gado sees him as a main eventer, after how I was proven sort of wrong with JY, in some ways, sort of some ways, I was right. I'm willing to give Gado the benefit of the doubt with his liking to Sonada. But yeah, Sonada wins this match, Danny.
0: No worries, no worries. Um, this is the matter that I'm. I mean, you can't help be excited for an Okada Tanahashi match. However. This is the one that I'm really looking forward to. Um, Ibushi versus Kenta. Um, seeing Kenta back in his natural habitat in Japan, although it's New Japan and it's also in Dallas. Um, but <laughs> back in, in a company that will value the way that he likes to wrestle and will let him be himself. No knocks on anyone there. It's just the way it is. Kota Ibushi, one of the best in the world at the moment versus Kenta, I really want Kenta to come out swinging here I want him to show what he used to be able to do and what he can do, and really prove himself on the course of this G1 and what a match to start with what an opponent to start with in coach of the Bushi really looking forward to this one I'm going to say that this maybe is a draw Um, we may uh, if I was going to have to go one side or another, I'm going to have to say Kenta to start him off strong
1: yeah, will the real Kenter please stand up? Let's see, Danny. Let's see. Are we all the WWE fans? Are they going to see the Kenta that they're used to seeing, or are they going to see the Kenter from years ago? Um, obviously, if anyone's going to get that out of him, it's a I think Kent is going to be motivated for this match, especially if it be in America where he didn't get to really showcase. His talents, as I'm guessing he would have liked, as everyone expected back when he signed for NXT, WWE, all those years ago. So I think he's going to be motivated for this match. Ibushi, well, Ibushi's just going to try and kill himself. Um, so yeah, I really am expecting big things for this match. Semi-main event uh, in, of the opening night of G1. I'm sure they're going to go out there and give us a great match. Um, it's tough. I don't know. Maybe I, I might have Ken winning this match.
0: Yeah, I think... I, I i agree with you on that one um now we move on to um to the main event and let's be honest oh. the, the the cornerstone match of new japan pro wrestling um for the the what the last five to eight years um in my view and I said very something very similar about Will Ospreay before, but in my view um, Kazuchi Okada is the greatest stressor in the world at the moment and has been for some time and uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi the ace himself square off once again I don't know where I'm going with this, I can actually see a, a Tanahashi win more than I can see an Okada win um, because Okada doesn't need the win Um uh, Okada is not going to be winning this G1 So I don't think Because they are, when the wins that they give away From Okada Or they take away from Okada One of them is bound to be Hiroshi Tanahashi But I'm really looking forward to seeing the match
1: Right Okada Tanahashi Danny I think What they're going to do with Tanahashi Is tell the story of how oh, his knees have gone I think he'll lose the first few matches In this G1 before making a respectable comeback, you know, like throughout the tournament. So I think he might lose his first few matches and then maybe okay. go on a, a winning streak. That's what, because they, they've been telling the story that his knees are shot like excessively. And um, So I think Okada wins this match. I want Tanahashi to win this match because if Tanahashi wins this match, we will see an Okada-Tanahashi title match down the line. We are obviously going to the Royal Quest at the Copper Box. So, selfishly, I want Tanahashi to win, so hopefully we can see this match live. I'm so jealous of these 300 people in Dallas who have decided to buy tickets for the show. But, literally, if I had the money, I'd go. Literally, this is what I don't want If I was in a position, Danny, to have, I don't know, 10 grand in my bank, I'd go, I'd fly out to Dallas for this match. I, I would, I wouldn't even have to think about it. I'd fly out there for this show, specifically for this match. Um, so it just baffles me that people aren't doing that around the Dallas, Texas area. But anyway, um, yeah, I think Okada wins. Um, I just hope they have a great match. I'm sure they will. It's going to be great to see this match in front of an American crowd. Hopefully, going ape shit. Hopefully, they aren't worn out from the show because New Japan shows are quite long. Um, and obviously, this is like what a 10 match show. But, yeah, I'm really, really excited for this. It's 11 o'clock, the show starts, Danny. So, if you're saying it's a four-hour show, we only have to stay up till three. UFC's on after three. But Mm. um, what I'm going to say, Danny, I was talking to Neil last night, right? And, obviously, whoever loses, whoever beats Old Carter in this tournament is going to get a title shot, yeah? Yeah. I think this is just fantasy booking, but I think I can see him going with this. I think they might have osprey beat okada in this tournament yeah and face him for the iwgp title in the main event of royal quest
0: he even even alluded to that didn't he um in an interview last week did he he? actually yeah he actually said i don't need to win the g1 all i need to do is beat okada um so yeah quite possibly um what I'd say is we haven't really. um I, I know you're going to be following this, and me and Joe had done our not our pickings, but we we wanted to say who we thought would win each of Block A and Block B, and who we thought would be the overall winner. Is that something you want to do now, or is that one? Yeah. That,
1: to, uh, we'll do that, Danny. Um, I, as I say, I've listened to fifty minutes of the show last week, but I turned it off when you started talking about the O T T. Yeah. um, but I have watched all last night, so I'll be listening to that. Literally, when I go to work, when we finish the show, I will be listening to the finals of that um show. Sure, yeah.
0: Who did you both go for in the finals? Well, I went for um the overall winner uh being the Night, night and the block A winner. Being um, Will Osprey, um, I think. Um, so yeah, that's what I went for. Can't what Joe went for. You'll learn in the, in the podcast. So what's uh, what's your winner and loser? Uh, I think I think for
1: me the final the final will be Kota Ibushi versus Naito. I think I don't want to see that match again, but I think that's what they're gonna do. Um, um, the thing is though. Like, we've not seen really Okada against Ibushi. Well, I've not. So, I'm guessing they've had a match before, but I haven't seen that match. Um, So, I think Okada-Ibushi would be... If you can't get Ibushi uh, Omega at the Tokyo Dome, I'd be perfectly fine with Okada. Ibushi, it's a new match. However, they have sort of been building this... Naito wants to go for the title. And there's a lot of rumours that Naito is pretty badly injured. Do you know what I mean? He's really kept working with a lot of injuries. Um, But, yeah... I, I think it's between Naito and Ibushi. Who's going to win? I would love Will Osprey to win it, Danny. I think it would. Do you know what I mean? Why not? Why not have Will Osprey? If you're going to go with say Naito to win, yeah. Why not have Osprey in the final? Do you know what I mean? That'd be great. If Osprey in the final, loses to Naito, it does it does wonders for him. Um, but yeah, so I think I do agree. I think you're going to see. It, I think the finals are basically going to be. It's going to be between Ibushi, Osprey on one side and between Jay White Night O on the other side. I don't think Jay White will win it, but I do think they'll do you know what I mean, probably have him top top two. Mm. But yeah. Yeah, well, sort of exciting times ahead.
0: It really, really is. Um now there is gonna be uh wanna finish one or two things and then we're gonna close off and let you get to work. Um just to say it is um July the fourth here in the UK, which means that it's uh, we want to wish all our American listeners a very happy Treason Day, um, High Treason Day, or Independence Day, whatever you wish to call it, you ungrateful bastards. Um, we have a fantastic day. As we move on, we'll move on to... Um, I like how you the... didn't ask me my thoughts on Independence Day. No, I am not asking you your thoughts just... on... We... I... No, 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 I am I not asking thoughts. you... No, 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 hang on. I am not asking you your thoughts on cultural or political situations because it's only going to get the show into trouble, so we're just going to move on from here. No, 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 no! Um,
1: happy Independence <laughs> Day to all our American listeners. I've I, I don't know why you'd think. I, do you know I me, mean? I, I love America. Happy Independence Day to all our American listeners. That's I, I know you think I have some controversial opinions on other subjects, but now for stuff like this, Happy Independence Day. I'd say the same thing on Paddy's Day. Obviously, nobody cares about St. George's Day in England, so we might as well enjoy Paddy's Day. Um, but, yeah, mm. happy Independence Day to our American listeners. hope you have a great day. Um, yeah. Jersey
0: peace in beating the war for independence?
1: Oh, Danny, come on. I, I, I'm not, <laughs> I don't know anything about history. It doesn't bother me. Didn't study it at school, so I don't have a clue. Don't care. But fucking, I can respect I fucking, other people's opinions.
0: I fucking love you, kid. Honestly, I do. Um, right. Moving on, um, you watched the big OTT show. Now, did you watch the whole show, or was it specifically no. centered around uh, Walter? This David Starr
1: I watched two matches. I watched the um Darby Allen match against uh, was it against? Um, Scotty Davis, Scotty Davis against Darby Allen. That was Scotty Davis, really impressive for for his age. Um, that was a really good match, well worth checking out. Darby Allen, impressive again. He was a bit green in parts of the match, but he, he it was a really impressive match. And you've just watched the David Star Walter match, haven't you? That's the only match you've seen. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's literally the one I've seen.
1: Yeah, um, so yeah, I just watched the Darby Allen scottie Davis match, and yeah, we'll talk about the main event.
0: Yeah, what? I don't know. Do you want to start us off? I'll, I'll start. Yeah, off. I, 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 I mean, I, I haven't got a great deal to say on it. I you,
1: just so I'll listen in case the do you know what I mean? Like, I'm um, maybe some of our listeners don't know too much about Indian wrestling. This is OTT, over the top wrestling in Ireland. Wrestle Rama. Uh, the main event was Walter David Star. Um, it is basically the hottest match on the independent scene. I'd probably say at the moment the hottest feud. Um, and OTT is probably the Probably the top British. Oh, I shouldn't say British. Should I? I don't want to offend no, anyone. No, British. Um, no. It is the top British promotion. No, British. <laughs> <sighs>
0: okay. It's, it could be one of the top European promotions. It's in, based in Ireland.
1: Declan Rice, where's he from? Anyway, right. WrestleRama, OTT, Walter,
0: David Star, Danny. You enjoy it? Yeah, I did. It was... Um... Uh, you know, if anyone that doesn't know that um, David Starr stamped on the United Kingdom WWE UK title, um, a lot of people making heresy claims about this, it really was. It was It was a storyline. WWE were the first ones to tell you that a belt is a prop to be used in a wrestling ring. That's exactly what it was, it used to get a storyline over. I couldn't give two shiny shites whether he stood on the belt and meant disrespect or not. As uh, part, of a, part of the wrestling storyline, lads. Let's move on. Um, it was a really good match. It was exactly what I expect from the two of them. It was hard-hitting. It was um, telling, telling the story of this independent spirit of David Starr versus this uh, former independent spirit of Walter, who's actually sold out and signed for the evil empire. It was a very, very good match. It's nothing you would expect from these two probably the best heavyweight in Europe at the moment and the best independent wrestler uh, who's touring Europe currently in terms of the amount of main events that he's doing. He's a talented guy. It was a great, great match to watch. Um, I don't think it was, again, Joe, you know, Joe's talk last week, listeners last week would have heard Joe saying it was the only five-star match he'd, um, he'd given this year because one of the... Um, the card match uh, was ruined for him so he he couldn't uh, he, he actually got that spoiled by himself on twitter um so a lot of a lot of big praise coming out of this i don't think it was match of the year i don't think it was anywhere even in the top 5 but it was still a very very good match
1: yeah so uh, i watched it last night yeah obviously i had the disadvantage of hearing that it's a match of the year. Do you know what I mean? I'd seen people's, I'd use grapple. It's no secret. And I'd look at the ratings on there. People giving it five stars. Do you know what I mean? There's a guy on there who always gives stuff low ratings. He'd give it like a really high rating. So I thought, flipping heck, if he's giving it a high rating, it must be, must be good. Um, This match for me, it was a story driven match and it was great storytelling. So if you remember the Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels feud from 2008, I think it was. Um, so the best match was probably the ladder match that they had at Unforgiven. Um, but they had a match, I think, maybe at the Great American Bash, which I think was rebranded The Bash. Um, they had a, That match, it wasn't the best wrestling match, yeah, where you have two athletes go out there and just go crazy for half an hour. Um, but it was a great storytelling in that match. It, it must be because I can remember it 11 years later. The storytelling in that match was excellent. And this was the same. The story, it was a story-driven match. It was brilliantly told. I love the knee work on Walter, um, chopping down the giant. story. I love that. Um, I just thought it, it was, I can't expect, it was, for me, it was more of a story match than an actual out-and-out great wrestling match. Yeah. Obviously, if you're a really big fan of the story side of things, which I am as well, um, but... I think when I'd seen the high ratings for it, I was expecting something slightly different than what I got, but I still loved it. I loved everything about it. The finish, thought it was brilliant. Um, It was amazing storytelling. It sets up Jordan Devlin, David Starr. Um, I I loved it, but for me, it wasn't... It's not a match that I'm going to be discussing at the end of the year in my match of the year. Um, But anyone who wants to say it is match of the year, that's fair enough. I can see... I can sort of see why... Um, if you're really involved in that story, if you're really involved with it, invested in it, can see why you'd love it. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm completely invested in it, but I have kept my eye out for it. Um, obviously I've seen a Walter David star match at fight club pro. So one of the 25 now 26 victories for Walter. I was there life. Have we seen it at a progress show, Danny? You're not.
0: Who's that? Sorry.
1: Walter David star. Oh no, it was Walter oh. Davis. I'm thinking. Yeah,
0: about. it was. Yeah.
1: um, But, yeah, I thought I really, really enjoyed the match. If you're talking star ratings, I'd probably go four, four and a quarter. It was a really enjoyable
0: match. I think that's exactly what I gave them on Grapple as well. Did you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, That's what I'd go for it. I can see why people loved it. Um, I'm guessing a lot of the people on Grappler might be wrong, Danny, but maybe a few might have been there. Um, It is like sort of a lot of British wrestling fans in that group. I always see, do you know what I mean? Like clearly it got, there was about 70 people rated this match, which is quite a high rating. So maybe people were there. Um, I don't know if there's live, I don't know. People invested. But if you want to say that match is a five-star match, then I I understand everyone's got different tastes. I love the match. David Starr is the best The David Starr story is the best in wrestling at the moment. Obviously, you might not even be rating the whole match. You might be involved in the video package beforehand, um, the stuff after the match. It was just great. It was great stuff. Loved it. Go and watch it. You might not enjoy it if you're not invested in the story, but you should do, but you might not rate it as high as everyone else, but just great stuff, Danny. It made me want to see Devlin Starr, which,
0: great. Yeah, no, that's good. Well, I'm going to finish on this in terms of a um, something that I wanted to, uh, to get everyone over to. Um, two things. If you get a chance, um, watch MLW this week. 44 minutes of really, really good TV. Um, I won't spoil this for anyone. However, I'll go through the matches. Adam Brooks versus Austin Aries a- in a fantastic opener. Uh, Austin Aries way back to his best. Um, then you've got Jacob Fatu versus Ariel Dominguez and Sam Black. Um, again, a, a very hard-hitting match, and what happens after the match? And then the main event of Joseph Samuel versus Filthy Tom Lawler. Go watch it, 44 minutes, um, very easily spent mulling over that show. Um, just before I, I do finish, Dan, Dan, have you got uh, anything that you, uh, you wanted to go through before we, uh, before we end the programme? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, right, so basically, Danny, I'm uh, this I'm not bothered, this is just
1: like a conversation between me and you. So I I'm, I'm on I've been on eBay this morning. Um, I bidded for a Ring of Honor show a DVD. Um so I, I'm getting sit around and see if you remember it. It was Ring of Honor, Night of the Grudges. Uh, just got it up here. June 14, thousand three. The current bid is one pound eighty. Some little bastard outbid me. The other day for a show. I can't think what a show it wasn't. Our Ring of Honor DVD. Three seconds to go. I was fuming. Um but yeah, I was saying if you remember any of do you know what I mean? Any of this show Night of the Grudges, the main event was The Prophecy, Christopher Daniels, Donovan Morgan, and Dan Math against Samoa Joe, CW Anderson, and Michael Shane. KJ Styles,
0: Paul London. Got to be honest with you, nothing sticks. Oh, yes, it does. Um the one match do you remember from that was um the second City Saints versus uh Raven and BJ Whitmer. Um uh, how much is it? Uh one pound
1: seventy with one pound fifty postage.
0: <laughs> well yeah, considering that you're not really stretching you know, your uh credit card <laughs> bill there, I'd just go for it, mate. Yeah, well definitely worth a buy. It's even if you only watch it once, it's uh it's still good, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, just, I don't know, I, I, I love ROH from, like, that, that, that period, like, 2002 to about 2006, 2007, some great stuff on it, weren't there?
0: Yeah, um, but it's it, it easy to forget there was also some bloody horrific stuff on it as well, Um, some of the openers and some of the mid cards were absolutely terrible, Um, but it was really? always me. Yeah, See, yeah.
1: I was, um, like, 13, 14 when I was watching it, so I've not watched any of it back, so at the time, I was, like, it was really my first introduction to any indie wrestling so i thought wow this stuff's great But obviously so i'm interested how it holds up so i'm trying to find some of these old, yeah, old
0: DVDs. i mean the, the good thing is with that roh the, the, it's always been sprinkled with gold dust in terms of there's always going to be at least one good match on every card so there we go um but yeah i go for that mate going go and have a look at it um i will um so we just told people about the g1 coverage
1: um yeah, so basically, the G1 No Secret starts on Saturday. Um, so I'm going to do my best to do a show reviewing every show. Now, I do work for, full well, you couldn't really call it full time, but I do work a no, job over you,
0: and
1: me, on, so. do have a little girl. Um, so I am quite busy, but I'm going to try and make the effort to do a quick recap, maybe 15, 20 minutes on each show. Definitely the ones during the week. So.
0: Cool. It it doesn't really start till next Saturday, does yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you big. know, it's it, it's the the big big show in Dallas, and then it's next Saturday. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're going to be doing as much as you can on that aren't you? You're absolute saint.
1: Yeah, but obviously I'll still be doing the show next week. Um, but yeah, I'm going to try and do G one coverage. So stay tuned to our Twitter for that. Um, yeah, you and you and Joe are going to be doing a few. Shows, um, I think.
0: I'm hoping to persuade Joe to come back and do a lot more because I think he's uh, he's fantastic. Yeah, he um,
1: I enjoyed listening to him. It
0: was like actually it was nice to listen to a balanced discussion
1: on wrestling.
0: Yeah, not he well, sound maybe. like Michael Owen? No, like, he doesn't sound like Michael Owen. For when I first said, I thought he sounds like a bit like Michael Owen. He's got a much more manly, uh, manly tone about him. No, I mean uh, the but, accent. But bear in mind, they are from the same place. So. Oh. Um,
1: yeah, well, he's from Chester,
0: my client's from Chester, yes. All right, I thought he was Welsh. Well, Chester's on the border of Wales, isn't it?
1: All oh, right, oh, fair enough.
0: Um, so yeah, yeah, all good. One thing I wanted to go with, to say before we go, I'm actually going to another show tonight. I'm going to a TNT Ignition show, which is very much like a development brand for TNT moved venue it's now in hangar 34 which is in the baltic triangle and a nice new part of liverpool and um, it's being refurbished at the moment um but coming up and i think this is on april the first um we've got the summer explosion um show so yep yeah, it's thursday august the first and we've got tag team championship matches the kings of the north taking on wwe's grizzled young veterans We've also got an extreme uh, a TNT Extreme Division Championship match between Mikey Whiplash and Ricky Shane Page. And the two ones that I'm most excited about, we've got Jody Fleisch taking on the bastard pack, and we've also got El Phantasmo, ELP taking on the newest member of Phil and Enterprises, Flip Gordon. Um so any uh, any tickets you want from there, go on to Ringside World and get them. It uh, looks like it's going to be a great show, 1st of August. Um, Hangar 34 in Liverpool. Uh, are you going to that, Danny? then? Yeah. I am going to that indeed, mate. I might tag along with you.
1: That are you going to right. along? Yeah, yeah uh, I might. Uh, I've got Millwall to... away on the Saturday, but it sounds like quite an interesting card. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you laughing at?
0: Yeah. I'm just oh, sure. you got Millwall away. I'm never going to see you again, am I? Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Make sure you come. Give me a lasting memory. Yeah, we we could do a review of the show. Um, <laughs> we, yeah.
1: So, TNT, check it out. What did you plug their Twitter then, Danny? I was just listening to the call and I was thinking, oh. No, I
0: it, didn't. It's, it's at TNT Extreme Res. Um, they've also um. Paired up, I believe. I I don't know the full story because I haven't seen Jay, who is the promoter. But there is some partnership online with OEW, Oriental Wrestling Entertainment, which is where the Stronghearts and Shima are from. Um, We're also partnered with uh, All Elite Wrestling. They are doing Oriental Wrestling Entertainment, are doing five shows in England. Um, I think it's September. They're doing two shows in London and they're doing three shows in Liverpool. Um oh. so the um there's gonna be more information to handle. When I speak to Jay, I'll get the um uh which I'll probably proceed. see him tonight, I'll get a little bit more information for everyone.
1: Oh nice, nice Donny. What were you doing this weekend? What you plans?
0: Um, I, I can't remember to be honest with you. Um just getting through each day is a, is a struggle. What? Just getting through each day is a struggle, damn. I can't remember what I'm doing at weekends.
1: No, I mean, are you watching wrestling? He's staying up or are you watching UFC, are you staying up for New Japan. Uh, Do you know what yeah, I mean? no, I'll not be I won't be
0: staying up. Christ almighty, I'm too old for all that shit. What are you not staying up for uh, New Japan? Yeah, no. Oh. Well, is um, it eleven o'clock? Uh, I, might, I might I might too. I'll we'll see what happens. Miserable but, bastard. Um yeah. I, I don't really, this is this is this is another thing I I don't even know I might be going out so I can't remember um it what it it's what happens to a gentleman when you get to a certain age you, you just try and start taking things day by day and not worry about what's coming and um, because no doubt it will frighten you and terrify you. We've got Bamber Bridge away, Danny, on Saturday. <whistles> First pre-season. You started game.
1: the pre-season
0: already.
1: Yep, starts on Saturday. Bamber Bridge away this Saturday. Um. And um, we've got AFC Filed, which is only a couple of miles away from me, the Saturday after. So yeah, football is back. Uh, it's
0: well, good. It's I won't call it football, but it's you no, know, it's good the way the press and the going around supporting the, the the non-league teams around around them. It's, ah, uh, it's a, it'll give it'll give it'll give, a, it'll give a bit more of a bumper gate yeah. to the likes of filed and Bamber Bridge. So well done to them.
1: Yeah, we we'll, we we'll play Cork in Ireland on Monday. Um, the but Cork Rebels. Yeah, Cork. Uh, we've got Fleetwood. Fleetwood away last pre-season game. Now, Chorley away. How is this for a pre-season game, Danny? Southampton at home. Why is Southampton coming all the way? Do you know what I mean? To Preston. Just seems like a bit of a random... Like, usually we play like Everton or, I don't know, Burnley or something. But Southampton.
0: Yeah. Bit of a, it's prob- bit of a random it's, one. It's probably some arrangement where you've both got the same club official uh, Healing yeah. aid sponsor or whatever the fuck it is. Um, But yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, it's well, it should be good game.
1: Did you enjoy the opening to the show? The music that I put at the opening of the show, but you don't know what it is yet.
0: Well, it's kind of hard for me to appreciate that at the moment. Dave, Dave, I sent you the video yesterday. Dave and Alex at Glasto. What a song.
1: Oh you know it's God. opening the show. What a crap. Crackin- why? why?
0: Why why it's just people it's just people talk- talking. They haven't even got the panache of anyone like the streets or Devlin. It's just it's just appalling. Um it's right. It's, uh, it's pop produced grime. I don't I you know. I'll tell you what,
1: if I if I Tiago Silva, if if I Put that song at the start of the show I'll let you choose a good song for next week So you've got a week to decide What show, what song is going to open next week's show I'll give you that Yeah? Oh thanks very much You've got a week to decide for next week's song So as soon as this podcast finishes The next episode is going to open with Danny's Choice Jesus Christ
0: um, Okay, right Thank you very much for listening everyone uh, Unfortunately Dan is back I had a lovely time with Joe because obviously Joe's not an argumentative bastard. Um, so thank you very much, Joe. I miss you. I love you. Thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Stay stay in tune for Martin Show Shoot Talk. Stay in tune for Dan's upcoming G1 podcast um, as well. So thank you very much, and we'll see you
1: down the road. See you later, everyone.